the left center field. Back toward the track. And that ball is gone. You are listening to the North Shore 9 podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Yo, 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 yo. What's up, everyone? Welcome to NS9 Live. I am your host, Anthony Donardo. With me, we got Jim Rosati from the Northside Notch. Jim, it's Thursday night. Seasons are almost over. How you doing? Uh, doing good. I'm under curfew right now, so you know, I'm locked, locked in my home. Uh, but for the people that don't know, <laughs> yeah, for the people that I don't know how you could not know, but I live in Louisville, and we're not allowed outside of our houses uh, after 9 p.m. So, yeah, which I understand. I was actually, I was actually at Target. I was trying to run and grab some things at target like around 7 45 and they wouldn't even let me in at 7 45 they were in the process of like boarding up their doors mm. and the curfews yeah. at what eight or nine <clears throat> curfews at nine. Oh, wow yeah so yeah hour 15 minutes to go and they still want to let you in no no i was bummed <laughs> what did you have to get at target i was gonna just run and grab some uh i needed some paper like printer paper Printer and paper. Yeah, what is for nineteen ninety nine. Ran out. Ran out of printer paper. And uh yeah, seriously, what is that? <laughs> I guess I could just order it on Amazon, it'll be here tomorrow. But I was like, yeah, let me let, let me go out and grab some printer gotcha. paper. Yeah, so that's how it's going here. How about you? What were you doing before this? <laughs> well, I wasn't a target nor on lockdown, but no, I mean I had the you know the luxury of going to a beach and I proceeded to take that luxury today. I got off work five 30. We decided, you know what? There's no game tonight, right? We're, we're waiting till nine o'clock to do the show. So my wife and I went out to the beach, figured I had enough time, you know, get home, prepare for this show and everything. Why do people, I don't know. I'm just like, I, I don't call myself an introvert, but why do so many people go out of their way to strike conversations and talk your ear oh. off about stuff that you don't care about? So we were at the beach and then we're walking back to go to the car because tick, 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 Jim, it's time to do a show tonight. There's a freaking puppy. <laughs> so here goes my wife. Oh, look at the puppy. Right. And this couple's like, and they're older. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah you want to come over and pet him? Sure. Of course. Why not? And what's the harm in a simple pet? Nice little dog. You move on about your day, right? That's a typical conversation. Hi, how you doing? Here's my dog. Cute. Have a great day. It's not how it goes, Jim. Not tonight. Not when you're living down in the South. Not good old Jacksonville, Florida. And this isn't just like any normal story either. It's not like, oh, how you doing? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I live a normal life. No. I get my talk, you know, my ear off about this guy who apparently... Is a tennis player back in the day. Also, apparently, okay. owned, owned, not A, owned Starbucks in 1994. Not sure how true this all is. I owns 26 houses. How do I know this, we Jim? I mean, this. I've met the guy an hour ago. Yeah. Go Again, case in point, why should I know all this stuff about you? You know, you're 
the girl he was with, he's known since 1975. They just rekindled two months ago. Oh. I want to go home and do a show. <laughs> Let's Google this guy. So he said he owned Starbucks. Yes. Is that what he said? Yes. So I don't want to go. I mean, I'm not no, going to put his name out Google. on there <laughs> no, in the sense of like this. Like, I'll, I'll just keep it at that. Yeah, yeah. But I've tried to Google and haven't found anything. So, but I mean, his stories were quite spe- specific. Oh, here's another thing. So yeah. he's talking about a uh, good friend of him. Good, good friend of him. The doctor who specializes in ACL. Because he asked where I was from. And I told him, well, you mm-hmm. know, I'm originally from the Pittsburgh area. He goes, oh, well, you know, I, I probably know Pittsburgh better than you. I mean, okay, you might actually, <laughs> you know, I mean, you're kind of older too. I don't right. know. What, I don't know your story yet. Yeah. As I found out, I would. But um, yeah, he's telling me about you know that the team doctor he knows. He now lives down here in the Jacksonville area, and he's like he's done ACL injuries for everyone. Adrian Peterson did his surgery apparently, right? Okay. Oh yeah, cool. That's yeah. a pretty cool story, you know. And he's like, you know, there's only one guy. That he did a surgery for that didn't give him an autographed jersey. And that was Franco Harris. So I called up Franco <laughs> and I got, I'm like, come on, man. Like, really? You called up Franco now? Like, where does this end? <laughs> yeah, that's insane. So, you know, he was clearly just one of those guys that loved to talk about himself. Is this real or not? Yeah. I don't know. I, well, I mean, it's quite, like I said, specific. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. So he's been around the world and I, 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 and, Talk my ear off, but you sh- I made it home, Jim. Yeah, you should have. You should have asked him if you could like borrow one of his houses. Like, <laughs> just borrow it. <laughs> I could have been doing the show live from his uh, his residence. Who knows? Right. Yeah. There's probably some nice houses right around the right around the beach in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. I've only been to Jacksonville one time. One time in my life. It was for the 2006 Gator Bowl was okay nine eight no i was 18 years old 18 years old freshman in college and uh yeah louisville against uh virginia tech in the gator bowl nice only time i've ever been to jacksonville nice so that july right six months later basically well i guess seven because that's that's january 2nd i think it is right the gator bowl yeah yeah it was like right after new year's right so uh that july is actually when i moved down here so how about that there you go. So I was there before you. <laughs> I was just scoping it. I was scoping it out for you. And here we are. Just just as the couple I just spoke of, right? It was fate, Jim. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, so that was my night. Like I said, all I'm worried about is like, all right, man, I, I got to get going now. I got a show to do. You know, I mean, I know you're pretty big time, but you're not a host of North Shore 9. You know, I got people to be here for. So I made it. People waiting on you. I took my shower. I ate my half of a sub. At least you made it today, right? Apparently looking at the stream now, I also may have cut myself shaving again rather quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see that? At least you <laughs> I, I I don't even like shave anymore, really. Like I mean a little bit here and there, but it's not often. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah. All right. So yeah. So crazy, crazy night for both of us. You you had a good night on the beach with a with a multi millionaire, maybe a billionaire, and 
I couldn't get into Target to buy some paper. Jim, he could have been a trillionaire. We're not sure. He could have been. Could have been. Yeah, man. <clears throat> so I guess we have a little bit of Pirates news to talk about. A little bit. A little. There's a... You know what, though, Jim? Before, some, before yeah. we get into that, yeah. why don't we do something yeah, here? Let's, let's do that. Okay. <clears throat> why don't you tell the people what's coming up in two weeks? In two weeks. So not only will it be the MLB postseason, but it'll also be week one of North Shore 9 Jeopardy. Mm. Now, if you remember last year, North Shore 9 Jeopardy, the winner who was crowned smartest Pirates fan somehow was Tyler. <laughs> I still somehow. don't know how that happened. Don't know how it happened, but Tyler somehow won. So Also clearly um, the most but, athletic Pirates fan. Yes, yes. Natural born athlete. You know, Tyler, wax to, wax to catch, wax to hopeless, whatever he is now. Um, but yeah, NS9 Jeopardy starting up in two weeks, week one, um, two weeks from today. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it because uh, I wasn't part of the show last year. So I'm uh, this will be my first. This will be my first uh, game show hosting experience. That's right. I'm excited about that. Ryan's yeah. gone. We got the Godfather out of here. You're on. Maybe even Tyler's going to host some here and there. We'll find out. But um, yeah, I'm trying to remember now. Did we say it was going to be how many shows? I can't remember now. Because we planned it out, which is why it's starting October 8th. And we'll go into... I think we're going to do six shows. And then the six winners were going to face off. That's right. In like a tournament. That's right. Isn't, wasn't that right? Yes, that's yeah. exactly right. We're going to have the okay. six shows. That way there are six winners. And then we're going to do basically the, again, like the, the battle of champions to determine but on so the final show. So there's going to be seven shows in total. Okay. I think we're going to do the best three, right? right? We're, we're going to have this. There's going to be six champions, obviously. We're going to take the three highest scores. So and those six, three okay. people will be on the battle champions, which equals out to seven shows, right? We're going to do this every four weeks. And that way, the battle champions, I think, ended up being whatever it ends up being. It was either like the last week it's of March up, or the first week of April. Yeah, it's going to be like right around opening day. Right. Time, so should be should be right around. There. Should be a good time. So... What we're going to do is, is why you guys wanted to tune in right now. All right. And if we don't get enough for the NS9 live portion, this will carry over to people listening to the podcast. Okay. So if you do want to be a contestant for the first show, October 8th, one or two, I'm sorry, two weeks from today. And I just want to put out there some very basic qualifications. You have to have a camera and have to have Zoom. So unless you're still buying paper from Target, it's likely in 2020 you have both, all right? So you have to have those to be on, all right? But if you do want to be a contestant, what I need you to do, all right, the first three people that tweeted us a GIF or a picture, because the reason I say that is some people's favorites might not have been in the GIF era. So tweet us a picture or GIF of your favorite part and tell us why that's your favorite part. First thing to do that, you'll be the the three contestants on the very first show, October 8th. I like it. <laughs> well, I hope so, because it's it's been said and it's been done. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, so yeah, get your, get your GIF and get your GIF and however you want to say it. Is it GIF or is it GIF? Has oh, it been actually oh, said? Oh, oh, hold on. Has this hold been, on. I don't even, is it, what is it? I don't even know. We haven't had this conversation GIF. yet. I think it's GIF. Do we have a GIF and GIF battle? I, oh my God. We do, I think we do I got right Ryan either into saying it or he agreed. I forget. <clears throat> I didn't realize. I'm what, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the person who invented it. Correct. Called it GIF. No, the opposite. The person who invented it uh, said it's a GIF. That's why I, I call it a GIF. I don't think you're right. I don't think you're right. I think he said it's, it's GIF. Um, people watching right now, go ahead. Let us know who's right. Is it Donardo or is it Jim? Because I know it's me. It's okay. So here, here's the, the, the actual dictionary accepts both pronunciations. Well, who listens to the dictionary? But then there is somebody on here. It says they are wrong. It is a soft G pronounced GIF. So that's solely the only reason why I call it GIF because just like coming to America, right? If the, if the inventor of GIF calls it GIF, I'm calling it GIF. And that's why I'm calling okay. it GIF. The in, yeah, the inventor calls it GIF. So beforehand, I did call it a GIF. It wasn't until that information is when I, I went over to the correct side. So I don't know if I need to change it or... But then here's this. So back, that was back in 2014. In 2016, Newsweek declared... They declared, Leonardo, that it was GIF. That, Newsweek? That's fake news. <laughs> That's fake news, Jim. <laughs> fake news. So, I don't know. I think, I think you could do either or. I think we're both right. All right. Well, regardless, if you decide it's a GIF or a GIF, send it to us. Or also a JPEG, if you'd like. JPEGs work. Can we agree on JPEG? I already see. Okay. Yeah. JPEG works. Yeah, that's right. good. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and do that. Go yeah. ahead and send us a, again, if you're just joining right now or not, um, if you want to be on the, the first week show, right, October 8th, a contestant, send us a GIF, GIF, or JPEG of your favorite pirate player. Tell us why. First to do so will be our first three contestants. And we'll keep going on. We'll keep changing this up. So that, you know, in a month from now, the next uh, set of contestants we'll choose from will be something different. This is how we're doing the first week. Cool. All right. I like it. I like it. So enough of that. Let's get back to actual real baseball. As you were saying, Jim. Or is it Gim? Gim. <laughs> it's a soft J. It's Yim. 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 All right. It's like Yagin. <laughs> tell us, tell us um, what we want to hear, Yim. Yeah, real baseball. Uh, I mean, Key Brian Hayes still looks great. I think that's let's, let's talk about him for a little bit. Let's do um, it. Yeah, Key Brian Hayes. Uh, he he hit his fourth homer of the year yesterday. Got another hit today. His line on the year right now three twenty nine, three ninety five, six oh three. What's the six oh three, Jim? I don't think. Remind the people. That's his. That is his slugging percentage. So the light hitting third baseman slugging 603. Very he nice. He is slugging 
603-164 weighted runs created plus. So 64% above average hitter for the year. Defensively, he's been amazing. I mean, I, even today, like, and it was when Cool still had his no hitter going on in the, I think it was the sixth inning. Uh, that ground ball down the line, like a two, three hopper. He fielded it right on the foul line, gunned it over to first, made a great play. So defensively, he's been, he's looked real solid. And offensively, there's just, you can't ask for more than what he writes so far. Um, he's just come up and he has not, he has not been overmatched whatsoever. Uh, and he has been, he has been the best player on this team since his call up. Like, I think that, it, yeah. and that's, and it's like clearly he's been the best player on the team since his call up. Uh, the, the Pittsburgh baseball writers, um, BBWA or whatever it's called, they they did their team MVP vote. You know this this past day, Stallings won, but uh, Key Brian Hayes was number two on the team, which you know I. I agree with them. I mean, he only played, he's only played 21 games now, including right. today, but the guy has clearly been the best player on the field since his call up. Yeah. And uh, I just want to preference too, which I mean, we put the numbers out there, so it's very evident, but it's not as just as if he's been the best player since he's been called up because the pirates are so bad and you know, it doesn't take much to be the best. Like he has been very, very good. You know, as you stated, 64% above average. This isn't, you know, and, and obviously we're Pirates watchers, right? We watch them every day. We don't get to watch every other team. I know you watch your fair share of Padres and I watch my fair share of Nationals, which neither are on tonight. But uh, this isn't just coming from like, the Pirates scope. I mean, to say his defense has been basically amazing, right, to this point, isn't just saying that because of the Pirates. Like, it has. His defense has been very superb. And today's, you know, to your point for today, that play he made today, you see everyone talks about Arenado, right? The defense. And I'm not, I'm not going that route. But you see why people talk about his defense. And we talked about even if his bat is just barely average, he will be a good player in the league, a starting player in the league because of his defense, right? So you see the defense out there, and it's been fantastic. But what we also are seeing is this bat, which has been equally fantastic, <laughs> almost to a degree. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And right. And the, the power, like you said, four home runs right now. And these weren't just Adam Frazier's barely making it over the wall. Like the Jay Hay home runs, you know, he had that one year where like they just cleared the wall. He got lucky on like eight of them. These have been smoked. Yeah, he's hitting the ball hard. He is not striking out a ton. He's getting the ball into the air, hitting the ball with some power. I mean, if we and this was uh, Alex Alex Stumpf put this out yesterday, but uh, among National League third basemen for the season, it it is Manny Machado number one in in wins above replacement, and then it's Eugenio Suarez, and then it's Key Brian Hayes. So. It's Machado, Suarez, Hayes. He's the, been the third best third baseman in the National League this year. And that better encompasses than the entire just, year. Yeah, yeah. Better than Justin Turner. Better than uh, Nolan Arenado, right? He's, <laughs> he's had a pretty rough year. But, you know, better than, better than all those guys. Um, he's just – he's Chapman. been really impressive. And it's 
been really good to see. Yeah, Chapman's AL. Chapman's actually a little bit ahead of him. There's some AL guys there. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. But uh, yeah, among among the National League, though, it's just Machado and Suarez. So that says a lot. And something I want to get to here as well, just to kind of point out there, like you mentioned, how he was second for MVP voting for the Pirates, right? Um, there's a lot of talk, obviously, rookie of the year coming up, and I know. Right, put in the pirate scope, right? There's a lot of pirates fans that you're seeing a lot of people feel like he's being snubbed. I mean, the numbers show he deserves, you know, consideration, all that. But I think for the same mm-hmm. reason he's second for MVP voting and the pirates thing, it, it is simply just because it has been only 21 games. I mean, he's going to virtually have played a third of the season. And that's really what affects him. Yes, he has performed better, you know, like an Alec Bohm. But Alec has been there this whole time. Like, he's consistently doing it. This whole season is, mm-hmm. you know, small sample size. But his is even, like, to a more extreme degree. He's only had 81 plate appearances. So, you know, I, I just want to, like, pump the brakes. I get why he's not truly in consideration. It's because he hasn't had, really, the at-bats to do it. Yes, it kind of stinks. But I'm perfectly okay not seeing, you know, to Brian Hayes and Rookie of the Year talks. It's just unfortunate because the Pirates kept them down. I know he had, you know, the COVID issues earlier. And that's part of the reason why. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, that's why Stallings going to take MVP, and I'm, I'm good with that too. That is more or less because there's not a real winner. Like, that's just simply because the Pirates were that awful that Stallings defaults. Yes, Brian right. Hayes' performance is why he should be MVP. But in just 21 games, how can you really give that guy MVP? Yeah, and I think that's going to be the same thing with, like you said, with rookie of the key, rookie of the year. I think Cronenworth, he's kind of cooled down a little bit. I think he kind of just has the leg up because of his. He's just been up all year, you mm-hmm. know, um, and he's he's put together a pretty solid season for a good team. Um, so I, I think he's got he's got you know kind of a leg up there as far as the the hitters go. There are some pretty good pitchers too in the National League. So you know between. Gonsolin and Dustin May with the Dodgers, you know, it's hard to, hard to say. It, it would be hard to take, you know, 20 games worth of Q Brian Hayes and say, okay, you won rookie of the year. Now, Q Brian Hayes, because of only playing 20 games, he's going to be eligible for rookie of the year next year. Yes. too. So keep that in mind. He's, he's, he will be a rookie next year. He has not lost his prospect status. Honestly, this these twenty games will probably shoot him up prospect lists over the off season. I think he was somewhere most lists had him around forty or so. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too surprised to see him at least get into the top twenty five this off season when it comes to you know those those prospect lists, those top one hundred lists. Um, so yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see kind of where he is next year, and he will be eligible for the rookie of the year next year, and he will have a whole year to do that so that'll be that would be good to see i'm with you there i obviously as we've talked a little bit on the show i don't and i don't think you either see any reason he'll be in triple a next year he'll be on the club day one so he should have a full 162 games under his belt to show his performance Uh, and yeah actually you bring up a good point in prospect lists you are absolutely correct i think he's like ranging between like the 40 to 50 ish um his stock was hurt quite a bit last year because of his performance, you know, like all this whole time, I think it was like around the 30 range, you know, for, for quite some time. 
30, 40, and then of course he dropped a little bit. So you're right. Even though it is small sample, what you've seen so far is dude can hit and he can hit hard. And with that said, that was really the question and why he dropped. So even though it is small sample, I think, well, you know, the question has been answered and you're right. You could have people graduating, obviously. So the list will shorten up, but I do think that he would rise. And uh, yeah, Cabrian Hayes stock is definitely up there. We talked about buying stocks. I'm buying Cabrian Hayes. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like that, <laughs> he, is, he is somebody I am buying for sure. Yep. yep. Good to know. Maybe, do we want to talk about the prospect that we're probably not buying? Um, we his, won't even get into that. His might drop. Let's, let's talk about it. Even though there's not a okay. whole lot of news, we thought there'd be some more news to talk about. But yeah, let's go ahead and bring it up. So, uh, so O'Neill Cruz, as everybody probably knows, um, it was late, late Monday night, I believe. Yeah. 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 Late Monday, Monday night. at 1 a.m. I think or something like that. Yeah. Um, well, Tuesday morning, was involved in a, was involved in a car accident in the Dominican Republic where he was the driver of a vehicle and he, um, hit a motorcycle that, killed three people who were riding on the motorcycle so just you know absolutely awful news just because i mean three people died right. you know in this situation so i mean just terrible um i think they were like 19 20 and like 21 years old so three young people died on on in this in this wreck um you know it kind of came out during the day tuesday that you know cruz was cooperating with with officials he doesn't didn't seem like there was any alcohol involved but then late tuesday night it came out that you know he was he was being arrested because of having alcohol in his system so uh, it's um i said terror just an absolute tragedy um and and it's it's something where if that's the case you know obviously you you kill somebody while you're driving drunk that's a pretty serious crime, not only in America, but in other countries as well. Um, his career probably over, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, it's obviously it's it's a terrible, terrible, terrible thing that's happened. Um, and a huge, and, and, but if you're looking at it from a, from a baseball standpoint as well, it, it is a, it's just another hit to this organization where off-field problems are causing, you know, major issues with with this this organization. So we've we've seen we've seen some off-the-field problems happen, you know, over the past few years, and, and this is just another one. It's a terrible thing that occurred, and I said, if if true, um, O'Neill Cruz is probably not playing baseball ever again. Right. And like you said, it's just a sad situation all around, you know, three people, young people too, you know, I mean, they were what, 2019, I think 21, 23, like around that age. So initial thought, you know, when I saw the report and you know, what was being passed around, right, there was an accident, three people died, comes out, you know, they're on a motorcycle but it was late. It was after curfew. And like you said, like no alcohol was involved, you know, but they're riding this motorcycle, no lights on. 
if you know anything about the Dominican Republic, and if not, you might have heard, you know, I mean, just it's just awful. You know, the roads and driving, the situations, you know, I mean, just think about previous, you know, with Oscar Tavares and what Castillo, right? Yeah. Like, and they, I think, died separately, mm-hmm. but on the same day, I believe, or a day apart, you know, and like in the baseball world, you know, we were brought into that situation and had a little bit of understanding of, you know, how the traffic is down there. I mean, it just seems like it's the wild, wild west and it's crazy. So part of me was just like, man, like, here we go again with what's taking place, you know, not seeing alcohols involved, it's still a sad situation, but you, you kind of play it to who, who knows what that's going on down there. But then, right. Like later mm-hmm. that night, as you mentioned, like the reports coming out and they're charging him and, and accusing him of, of, you know, being under the influence. And now it just takes a whole nother turn. It goes from just a tragic situation to man, could this have been avoided, you know, by just being responsible and smart and right. right. And like you said, so now it turns it into like, you have to, and it's okay. I'll put this out there too. Like people are selfish. It It is okay to think about this. Like as you're a pirate fan, like as a pirates aspect as baseball, right? The problem is like, it can't be the sole thing you're thinking about. Like you can't just say, Oh my God, poor pirates, poor pirates. Like three people died. You know, like this is a pretty big incident. This is bigger than baseball. It's, it's okay to have those thoughts. I get it. But like, that can't be your only thing. Like you have to think bigger here, but you know, to parlay this, right. Like this is just another strike in this organization. And I'm not saying that the organization could have prevented this. I mean, it's clearly on O'Neill Cruz, right? If all this is true, he has to take full responsibility. You can't blame anyone else, but my, my feeling is just like, what is the culture of this organization now? You know, I'm not saying every one of these incidents too, that you can blame it on the organization. But the thing is this organization has had all these incidents. How is there not a culture change? Like how, how does this incident, which is similar to the Jung Ho go Jung Ho gong situation? Like how does this still happen now? So yes, in a pirate's perspective, Mm -hmm. that's where I feel with the pirate situations. Like how is this stuff still happening? Yeah, and it's a shame. And and uh, you know, Rob Beer Temple put out an article today at the Athletic, talking about how, you know, this is now four, this is now four things in the last four years, right? You had, you had Jung Ho Gung, you had, um, Haiwan Bay. I don't know how you pronounce his name exactly, but um, and then you had, obviously Vasquez last year, and now this. So you you know, it's this this string of off the field issues involving players in your organization, high profile play. Like these aren't just, you know, these aren't just other guys. These are high profile guys in your organization that are, are doing things, doing bad things. Um, and it's just, you know, he was calling for, you know, Bob Nutting needs to make an apology. I don't really know what a Bob Nutting apology is going to accomplish in this whole situation. Um, and that I, I don't agree. really know what, you know, and I don't really know what it, I don't really know if it's a culture thing. I mean, O'Neill Cruz has, you know, doesn't, isn't around Felipe Vasquez, Don Hogan. And they, 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 these guys aren't together all the time. They, they don't really, not all of them even speak the same language, right? So, but I don't really know if it's a culture thing. I honestly think it's just like a series of unfortunate events mm-hmm. for the organization, 
right? They know that the, all these terrible things have just happened. Um, but I, I, you know, from a baseball standpoint, it's hard to it's hard to put any blame on the Pirates. Now, where I can put blame on the Pirates is, you know, why was Jung Ho Gung brought back after that? Why is Bay still in this organization and, you know, in the 60-man player pool at Atlanta, uh, in Altoona, right? So those are things that, you know, feel free to criticize this organization about. You know, do those people deserve second chances? I don't, you know, that, that's, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, we could debate that. But I don't think it's, a, it's you know, as unfortunate as the situations are, it's not, it's not your employer's fault if you go out there and you make a mistake and you do something stupid, right? Where, you know, you, you drink too much and then you drive home instead of calling an Uber, right? That's not your employer's fault. Right. That's your fault. Right. Um, I get so, that. Again, you know, so it's hard, hard to put any blame on the Pirates for the actual incidents. So again, a Bob Nunning apology, I don't really know what, what the point of that would be, you know, maybe come out and, and say something like, you know, this is, this is unacceptable, you know, from employees of our organization, you know, whatever you want to do there, it's not really going to accomplish it. But, and I, th- and stop you yeah. there too, real quick. Like, yeah. I, I think too, I, I agree with you in the aspect and I, I'll say here too, I didn't read the article. I saw the headline. I didn't really have much time today. I was also too busy talking to people on Jacksonville beach, but I don't think like, I didn't really agree with the, you know, the nutting deserves, like, we deserve an apology from nutting. He owes us an apology. I don't really agree with that. And especially like now, also, because we're kind of going to court over this. And if you're going to argue, right, I, I don't know. The, the defense team's there. The Pirates are there. They've extended this to Friday, right? Tomorrow they're going to have the uh, the court hearing because they want to talk about this. So, I mean, like, there's two sides of every story. And I'm not trying to say O'Neill's, you know, correct or whatever. But if they feel, if he says he didn't do it, then what are you also apologizing for? Like, you're... I'm not going to apologize now. Right. Unless this is like actually true, then okay. You know, so that's why I'm not all on board with that also. But you know, what I do want to say here too is I'm with you also. Like it's, the responsibility is on these people. There's no one else to blame but them. And yes, the whole like work environment thing makes sense. You know, if I did something, people probably aren't going to go to my employer and be like, what is wrong with you people? Right. But the thing is, this is where, like, obviously sports is different from true businesses, like true employers. You, you, this is a whole team. Like, I just, I think it's fair, and I'm not saying this is a problem, but I think it is fair to question the culture. I don't know what's going on in the clubhouse. I don't know what's going on in the organization. You know, they might have things set up. They, they might have protocols. They might talk about this stuff a lot. I don't know. But because... These four incidents have happened in four years, and it's not as if it's just some, I don't know, we went egging. It was a dumb thing. I mean, these have all been very, very serious, critical things, which have been very, you know, have led to really bad incidents or could have led to some really bad incidents. So I think it is fair to question at this time the culture but I, you are correct. You can't blame the pirates for these problems. It's it is the people. They are adults. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's just kind of. No, I, feel I like. agree. I mean, I would I would at least imagine that you know come spring training, you know, 
you, you got to at least have a sit down with the whole organization and be like, listen, enough is enough. You know, if, if you're going to go out there and you're going to, and you're going to drink alcohol, you know, under absolutely no circumstances, should you be driving home? And, and it's something obviously these people should already know, but this is, like I said, this is too many times that this has happened. This is, this is twice now that it's been a drunk driving, you know, and then we, we have domestic violence and, and we won't get the other thing. So yeah, it's just, so you, you've just these terrible things that have happened, you know, with, with members of this organization and, and yeah, it, it, it needs to stop. I mean, I don't, I don't really know if there's a way to do that, um, but it needs to stop. And uh, I said, just a, just a horrible tragedy. What happened this week. And, and listen, hopefully for O'Neill Cruz's sake, you know, he, hopefully he wasn't driving under the influence. You know, I don't, I don't want the guy's life to be ruined. Um, Cause I mean, that's exactly what would happen. And, you know, regardless if he was under the influence or not, he's, he's responsible for you know, three people dying. Right. So you know, he's gonna have to live with that the rest of his life. Well, uh, well, I guess we'll find out more details tomorrow during their arraignment. Um, and then I guess there's gonna, I mean, there's gonna have to be a trial and all mm. that now too. So, yeah. So but I guess we'll be following that this off season. I don't know how quickly that whole process will go. Right. Again, it sounds like, you know, I mean, not the, I guess I won't go there, but yeah. Yeah. So it's just another dark mark, you know, on the pirates and, you know, again, to bring it to pirates sphere. I mean, this was a top prospect, you know, we're talking about the rebuilding of the pirates and he was definitely part of the plan and like what he could be. And it's, you know, very evident right now that we might not ever see that, you know, and just it just adds now to the struggle of this organization too. So we talked about the culture, right? Questioning the culture or the struggle in that sense. But like now there's some real issues with, you know, this rebuilding again, you know, with the actual team and such, you know, losing someone with that top talent could, you know, really hinder this rebuild. So I guess we'll see, but enough to talk about that sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just yeah. it's, it's tragic and it's, you know, no, yeah. I, I just hope it's not true. And it's not mm-hmm. solely just, you know, I mean, just, I just hope he was more responsible just as a person, you know, I just really, really hope he was not that dumb. I mean, it sounds like he pretty, pretty much just got to the Dominican. Yeah. And, I mean, I mean he was Altoona already was, missing curfew. Altoona was in, Altoona was in camp on Saturday or Sunday. I mean, I think that's, I mean, this must've just happened like his first or first or second day down there. Right. Yep, yep. So we'll learn more tomorrow, it sounds like. How much more we'll find out. And this will probably be the story of the offseason once again. Or at least the majority of it. Yep. All right. Do we want to move past him then? Let's move past that. Yeah, we talked enough about that. All right. So we talked to Brian. What about the last two starts? And the reason I'm going to do this is because so Trevor Williams pitched yesterday, his last start of 2020. Pitched fairly well. And then Chad Cole pitched today, his last start of the season. Also pitched very well. So two pitchers. You know what? Let's throw him Brault in there as well. Yeah, you could throw in the third, third last three starts. Yeah, let's throw him Brault too. Brault, also a fantastic yeah. start. Um, do, the, do those three change anything in your mind right these past three starts let's start there does does any of those three change anything in your mind and 
What do you think the outlook is for 2020 for each of those players individually? And let's start with Brault. Um, so I would say Brault was, Brault was the most consistent of all the pitchers this year in the rotation. Um, he did fine. You know, he, he was, he was a solid, fine major league starter. So I mean, if I'm looking at, as I'm pulling up his numbers here, he's going to finish the year. Cause I don't think he's starting again. I think that was his last, his last start. Yep. Um, 10 ga- 11 games, 10 starts. One of the, you know, that non-start was a piggyback with cool, mm-hmm. you know, 3.38 earned run average, uh, 3.91 FIP, 4.84 XFIP. What, what was a big, was the bit, what was the big thing with Brault this year was he kept the ball in the ballpark. Um, it was his lowest home run rate of his career. So that's, that was good. But again, I think if we're talking from a long-term outlook on things, you know, we, we've seen Steven Brault in 2019. We've seen Steven Brault in 2018. We've seen Steven Brault in 2017 and 2016, right? This isn't our first look at Steven Brault. We know that Steven Brault is fully capable of going out there and putting together performances like he did last start. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's pitched well during spurts of his career. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's he is a quality major league starter though. Like over the course of a, of an entire season, like um, he he was good this year, and, and that was that was good to see. I think if we're talking outlook, I think you've got to pencil him into next year's rotation. You know, we just based off looking at what we have. Um, so I think I think he's got a spot there, um, but. No, like this year changed my outlook on who Steven Brault is as a pitcher. It didn't, it didn't change. It didn't change that. No. Got you. And I think I'm with you there. I mean, yeah, it was nice seeing him perform the way he did. But this just goes also to the degree as it is small sample size season. And right, he pitched 42 innings. I've seen this Steve Brault before. Actually, as a matter of fact, you know, with you talking the way you, with everything you did right now, it just popped in my head. I believe the time I had Noah Hiles on for NS9 Live, we talked about how good Stephen Broad has been. And I feel like it was like this 40 inning stretch. And, and he was going off, you know, giving all the numbers and everything. And it's like we, we, we've seen this Stephen Broad. And I know he's capable of doing the things like this in stretches. But when you look at the body of work and everything, you know, he, he's just like a meh pitcher. So I think what you're saying, like being in the rotation next year, it could happen. And if it does, I think it's more of to go back to the Jacob Stallings MVP thing. It's more of the lack of rotation options of quality pitchers than it truly is that Stephen Brault's really earning the position. And I'm not out here to just say Stephen Brault's a terrible pitcher, right? But no, no. He's, he's likely not a good pitcher. And with that said, too, up until the last few starts, he was kind of used in a role that was best suited for him. So you've mentioned the piggybacking. You know, he was in a piggyback the first time he came on the second end. And then, like, the next few times he was, you know, in the front end. Let's all think back at a time where he had the perfect game going through three innings, right? I mean, it was three perfect innings. 
that's Stephen Brault is good in these short, small samples, right? So you set him up to, like, you put him in his best situation, and this is what he gave you. So I'm okay with that. I think Stephen Brault is probably not a starting pitcher in, like, the, the original mentality of it. I think Stephen Brault can be a very good piggyback type pitcher. If they're going to use an opener or, say, a piggyback again, that's where he can excel at. He's good in this role, and he can become that good Stephen Brault. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it really changes too much. I think what it did is it answered me that, yeah, he's good in this type of role, and if we want to get creative and use that type of role or something similar, Steve Brault's the man. Yeah. No, well put. Okay, so that is Stephen Brault. Let's go to the next guy. Uh, if I don't know if Chris is still on, Renegades or Rotunda, uh, Thrilliums. What about Thrilliums? Um, excellent start yesterday. Um, his best start of the year, I would, I would say. Um, Trevor Williams is an interesting guy because what's going to separate him from somebody like Brault is going to be the, um, the salary. Right. So Trevor Williams, this was his first year of arbitration. Next year, he will be in the second year of arbitration. It'll probably be due to make about $4 million next year. And like, does Trevor Williams belong on a major league roster? I think he does. Like, I think Trevor Williams is a major league pitcher. Um, he, and I think he's proven that you know, from 2017 to 2018, like he was, he was an effective starting pitcher. Mm -hmm. um, the last two years though, he just hasn't been able to perform the way he was able to those two seasons. Uh, I mean, this year you look at it was, was his worst year as a major leaguer. Um, last year was, was not great either. Um, and I think he is a candidate that, you know, you got to look at non-tendering just from where this organization is. I don't know if they are in a, in a spot where they want to pay $4 million for a pitcher who doesn't really look to be in their future plans for when they do start contending, right? Um, so that, I mean, that's the thing with Trevor Williams. We were, we were kind of talking about him this year as a guy who – Hey, if Trevor Williams can can you know perform like he has has in the past, then he could make a good trade candidate, right? And and that just didn't end up happening. So I don't know if he's somebody you bring back, honestly. Um, yeah, I could see maybe like a non-tender signed to a minor league deal type thing, if uh, if you if you kind of still want him around. Uh, but I also feel like he'll get that opportunity at, in other organizations as well. Like I said, he'll. He'll 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 be in a major league camp next year. I just don't know, don't know if the Pirates are going to be a good fit for it, just because of where we're heading. Like, like I said, is he a guy you want to pay four million dollars to when you're rebuilding, and maybe you want to give some playing time to somebody like Cody Ponce, you know, instead, right? Right. So, or or Brubaker, mm -hmm. right? You want you want to maybe see what those guys have um, instead of paying four million dollars for Trevor Williams. So I think. I said it was nice to see him. Nice, nice outing yesterday. 
but I think he's a very strong candidate to get non-tendered um, and become a free agent after this year. But I think we may have seen his last may have seen his last start yet the other day. I, you've hit everything on the head with this, you know, and, and you are correct. I, I do want to add and say this too, you know, and this goes with the highs and lows. And, you know, sometimes we get carried away on things, but I do take this season to a degree with like a grain of salt also. So, you know, with the really good ones, the players and the really bad ones, I mean, it's all going to be a 60 game if they even played full 60 games. I mean, that's small sample according to, according to baseball. You know, it really is. It's almost a four, I'm sorry, a third of uh, like a typical season. You know, and let's go back. We we said it before. Let's go back to just last year, the Washington Nationals. You know, they weren't even a playoff team. They're like the second worst team in, in the NL after 60 games. And they won the World Series. So we understand how much 60 games really doesn't truly matter. So part of me takes everything with a grain of salt and just everything was weird too. No one was in this, like their actual routines and such. But for a guy who you had to question coming into this year, you know, if he can go back to that guy, he could be a capable pitcher. We never thought Trevor Williams was a one, two, or three. You know, we always felt Trevor Williams could be a, a solid four or five, you know, because he's not going to win a game probably by his pitching, but he can keep your team in it at times. So a guy who was like on that bubble heading into this year and then to give you this season, now you really do question it. I mean, yes, the ERA, 618, coming off that excellent start. But also, I mean, Jim, you talked about the home run rate, you know, with Stephen Brault, how good it was and excellent it is. You know, he's given up basically at, what, a .4, almost a half a home run per nine? Yeah. Williams is the complete opposite. I mean, he's almost giving two and a half home runs per nine. That's that's not a – that doesn't set you for, up for success, especially a guy who doesn't miss bats, right? Like – Trevor Williams' K rate isn't really what matters. He's not going to be a strikeout pitcher. You're not worried if he racks up 10 strikeouts a game. You know, is he limit damage, right? Does he give up not too many hits, you know, soft contact and such? He was getting hammered. This is a guy who doesn't miss bats, and they're all teeing off at him, right? 2.44 home runs per nine. That is not set up for success. And yes, even though it was a small sample, even his excellent game, the first it was the first pitch, wasn't it? The first pitch of the game was a home run. It was the first batter. I don't know if it was the first pitch, but yeah, it was so early. That does worry me. And I think well, to your degree, like what you're saying about, you know, non-tendering him, I think the simple question is would any team be willing to pay Trevor Williams four million dollars next year? I don't think. So you're right. You're probably better off. You might be able to keep him in the organization, but it's going to be due to non-tender and then maybe offering him a, a contract, like a minor league deal or whatever. Um, but I, I'm with you. I really, really do think he's definitely a candidate, and I think it's going to happen. I love I, – the guy's a great guy. Love Trevor Williams. He's a great guy. It's just unfortunate he just hasn't shown to be a great pitcher. And this year – just compounded last year the struggles and got even worse. So um I I think you're you're right. It very well could have been the last start yesterday. Yeah. All right. We're in an agreement. There. Let's go. And lastly, the Chad Cool. So we pitched today. Speaking of no hitters again, right? He had one going for some time. He looked pretty good. 
didn't. What did he go? Yeah, seven innings. So yeah, he could go the whole way. He gave up two hits, three walks, five strikeouts. But yeah, I mean, he looked good. Um, your thoughts? Yeah, no, he looked really good today. Um, like I said he had a no hitter going into the sixth. Um, was missing bats. Was the stuff looked good? It was good to see him coming back. You know, after the Tommy John surgery last year, and he had a couple rough outings kind of heading into today Mm -hmm. so it was good to see that i still going back to kind of the same thing with brault and we've we've been really been we've been talking about cool for a while now and kind of like what is he best suited for and and i still don't know if starting is that thing um i i think he could be a very good like relief pitcher you know, like or like maybe somebody who like is if we're gonna use that opener role, somebody who's gonna go and give you two to three innings. And I think he could be like really good in that role. And if you look at the stats, you know, those first few outings where he he was doing that, mm-hmm. his strikeout rate was higher. You know, his everything was better. You know, as far as from his peripherals go. And then when he went to being a starting pitcher, is kind of when he just became like a replacement level player essentially. Um, which is kind of where he was heading into today. You know, he, had, he was a replacement level pitcher this season. Um, so it was good to see him finish on a high note. Uh, he, I think he's somebody who will be competing for a spot in the rotation next year. I think ideally though, Chad Cool is someone who you want to see come out of the bullpen and, and be kind of that shutdown reliever guy. But Again, he's somebody who's shown he can start, but I don't think that's the ideal role for him. Yep. So let's go back to like the trade deadline. I I think we kind of talked about this and part of it was like, you know, I I think he will be a really good reliever. I think he is a really good reliever. It's just unfortunate he's on a team that he he has to be utilized as a starter. What I'll say about this start and his season is my first and foremost was health. You know, this is going to be his first time coming back off the Tommy John. Does he at least look healthy and and good? And he checked that off, right? He looked really, really good his first few outings. But like you said, he was also in a role that was set for him, you know, the piggybacking and such. When he went to a full-time starter, that's where he did struggle. We started not missing bats as much also. Um, you know, people were hitting him hard really for all season. He just got away with some things because he was missing bats. But then that middle spark, he, you know, he guys are hitting him. So what I think, like, it was nice seeing this start with him. What I'll say about this start capping the season off was he showed you how he can be an effective starter. But it's like, unfortunately, there's, to me, there's too many concerns with him I would like to see what he can do next year, having a full season, right? Full regular off season going next year. And I think, like you mentioned, he will compete. And I think more than Brault, he'll have a better chance, like an inside track to being in that rotation. And I think he can be a capable starting pitcher. I I like what he brings. I like what he you know potentially could do. But what I think we haven't seen is right. If he was on a good team that had a good starting rotation, he could be that really 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 good multi-inning you know reliever that it comes in i'm not saying he's andrew miller like that role like he's not your closer he's that guy that fills in and gives you really good solid innings to get out jam and such 
And yeah, I think I think he's that dude, but he won't be able to get that because the Pirates don't have any good options in that rotation. So therefore, he'll probably be in the rotation again next year. We'll probably still be questioning it next year. Then they'll probably trade him, or at some point he'll get traded to a good team. They'll put him in the bullpen, and that's when we'll see Chad Cole just blossom into this great reliever. Yeah. As I, I think both of us are kind of in agreement on who Chad Cool is. As I, I think he's somebody who can start if, if he's called upon, but I, like I, said, I don't think that's the ideal role for, for him. Right. And also to the degree, yeah. too, just put that, like, I think we're not really going to talk too much about him, uh, maybe later, but like with Brubaker, I think that's what he is as well. I think Brubaker could be a very effective reliever. Like him and Chad Cool could be really, really good in this bullpen. It's just they're going to be called upon to be in the rotation, and people are going to end up poo-pooing on them, saying that they're not good because of what they see in that rotation, when I think you and I both feel like they they are good pitchers. They're just not in the best role that they're suited for. And what's unfortunate is just the Pirates seem to have a lot of those guys, like those <laughs> number six starters, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, if, you, if, if you think about it, you know, Brubaker, Bull. Clay Brault. Holmes fits that mold Holmes. too. Clay Holmes, Brault. So Holmes was somebody who was really impressive out of the bullpen earlier this year. That's so true. I kind of forgot about um, Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like we have a lot of those guys who were like they were you know starting pitchers all the way through the minor leagues. We reached the majors, not elite starters in the majors, but they've shown that they can perform really well out of the bullpen. So I don't, I don't know. Well. I think I think next year I would like to see almost a whole th- whole year of that Brault full piggybacking thing. Like I feel like that was like a really good situation that they had. So it, it'd be interesting if they like tried that again for a full season. Uh, we'll we'll see. I, I, Brault and Cool, I I am fully expecting to be back and competing for starting rotation spots next year. Um, so we'll uh, we'll get to maybe maybe try that out again. I mean, why don't we just bullpen the whole year? Sounds like that's all we have. So why don't we just do bullpenning the whole year? You got twenty six guys. Roster is now a DH. Yeah, yeah. roster. Th- you know, just have like guys. Yeah, yeah, just carry like ten batters, right? Just a, someone who can back up catcher, right? Anyone can play anywhere else. You're not gonna be good. Whatever. Just have ten batters, sixteen pitchers. Call it a day bullpen. <laughs> there you go. I'll, All you need. I like it. Um, cool, cool. So yeah, I mean, I'm with okay. you. There's the three pitchers. We talked Cabrian. Anything else you want to talk about? We're going to wrap this up here. Let's wrap it up. My uh, my computer is about to die, actually. So that's a good. I got my good time. I got my screen. I got my screen on like the lowest brightness possible, so it lasts a little bit longer. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I appreciate everyone for joining. Um, and again, make sure you tweet at us to be a contestant if it's not already locked up by now. So uh, I guess we'll see y'all later. Bye bye. See ya.